0: Hello, everyone. I hope you're well. We're starting back up on a Monday morning going uh, through the Bible. We are um, in the book of John. We're going to be starting at chapter 1, going to verse 10. I mean, chapter 10, verses 1 through 10. And uh, this is where Jesus talks about himself being analogous to the Good Shepherd. He's already compared himself to bread and to light and to water And now he's going to be comparing himself to uh, a shepherd and a door. And uh, he's saying all these things to um, show um, um, his virtues, his characteristics. The bread of life, the light of the world, the door of the sheep, the good shepherd, the resurrection and the life, the way, the truth and the life, and the true vine. So some of those others we haven't come to yet, but look at all the different ways Jesus is Um, telling us in ways we can understand things of the Spirit by comparing himself to things that we can see and understand. So, let's jump in. Um, He's just been um, accusing these Pharisees of being blind after he healed a blind man. So now let's let's continue. Truly, truly, I say to you, he... Who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. So, in other words, they've just been accusing Jesus of being, you know, somebody false and not of God. And, you know, Jesus is following that up with some really powerful analogisms, some really powerful symbolisms. Because he's basically saying anyone who doesn't come in by the door, is not uh, worthy, is not, the, is not legitimate. And so he's putting it in a way that they can understand. They know about a sheepfold where you hold sheep. So the, the shepherd goes and comes through this doorway, but only a robber would try to come over the door. He doesn't have the key to go inside. So um, Christ is saying, look, I'm legitimate because I've come through the door. So what's the door? Well, I mean, he's fulfilling prophecy. He's come from the line of David, and he's coming from the stem of Jesse because that was his lineage. I mean, he did come from a Davidic king. Uh, He was born in Bethlehem, but he was born out of a lineage of, of David of a very poor part of that lineage. Nobody was expecting him to come from the poor side of the family. He was he came uh they, they were expecting him to come from the wealthy side, the kingly side. But Jesus was born in a in a peasant town through a lineage of peasant from Jesse and he fulfilled Scripture. And um John the Baptist announced him he fulfilled prophecy from john and uh he uh you know had a testimony from the father in heaven whose voice came out from heaven and said this is my son i'm well pleased okay so he's had all kind of testimony and all kind of fulfillment of prophecy and uh he is uh born of god born of man he's the son of man and the son of god And uh, so, he fulfills prophecy. He has entered by the door. The door, meaning the doorway of the Spirit, the fulfillment of the prophecy. No one, anyone claiming to be um, the Christ is basically like somebody who's just not going through the door. They're just climbing over the fence to steal the sheep, a thief, and a robber. Verse 2, but he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. In other words... Christ is the shepherd of the sheep. He's entered this spiritual door, this doorway, and it is only following the shepherd that the sheep can leave this spiritual doorway as well. In other words, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. We cannot have life everlasting in the Spirit unless we go through this doorway, through Jesus. And what is the doorway? The doorway is his death and resurrection, so that by believing in Him, we can share in His death, we can share in His resurrection, and spiritually, we can share in His righteousness and His eternal life. So, that is that spiritual doorway that we can go through. Okay, verse 2, but again, reading again, but he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. Verse 3, to him, the gatekeeper opens. Okay, so the gatekeeper he calls the Holy Spirit, if you will. <clears throat> this gatekeeper will allow the Holy Spirit will work in our hearts as we pl- place our faith in Christ and allow the sheep to follow the shepherd. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. So he is leading them out. He's talking. You can take this in a spiritual realm where we are beginning to hear His voice, follow Him through His voice or hearing His voice through the Word of God, hearing His voice through the Holy Spirit, and He leads us. And He leads us out of our, out of our death, our condition in death, um, spiritual death, <coughs> share in His resurrection, and we share in His spirit. We are abiding in Him in a spiritual level. And then on another level, on a physical level, when we all die in the physical state, he will, uh, the sheep will hear his voice when he calls out, and the dead will rise who are in Christ. They will hear his voice. And as McGee says, you know, he feels that Christ will call each one of us by name. He calls, it says here, he calls his own sheep by name. And that last cry will be every, vo- every person will hear. Their own name. And they will rise. And so you'll have this physical resurrection. Okay. And and as we see later on in John, Jesus drives home the point. I am the resurrection and the life. That's what we're going to see in John 11, verse 25. And uh, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. So... He is the resurrection, and that resurrection allows the sheep also to leave and follow the shepherd through this door, through this spiritual door. Verse 4, when he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Okay, so we will continue to follow Christ. We know his voice. A stranger, and, and again, he's making that analogy to the sheep, Just as the shepherd leads the sheep, hear his voice and follow him. Verse 5, a shepherd, they will not follow. Excuse me, a stranger, they will not follow. But they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Okay, so the true sheep, his true sheep, will not follow strangers. Verse 6, this figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. In other words, they understood maybe on a partial level. He's talking about shepherds and sheep, but they didn't understand he's talking about eternal life. He's talking about the Spirit of God working in them to follow the shepherd through the door. They didn't didn't understand that the door was Jesus' crucifixion, death, and resurrection. That's the door he's talking about on a spiritual level. So Jesus again said to them, now he already knows their hearts. They don't understand him, but he's putting it in a way they can understand. Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. So he tells them, it's me. It's my crucifixion, death, and resurrection that is your door. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, okay? Everybody who came before me are thieves and robbers. They're, they're claiming to give you wisdom, but they're just robbing you of your... Um, Eternal life. I'm the only one who can give it to you. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and he will go in and out and find pasture. Okay, I'm the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep will not listen to them. I am the door. And if anyone enters by me, so in other words, he's telling you I'm the door and anybody else are thieves and robbers because they didn't come through me. And if anyone enters by me, if he comes through by me, he will be saved. He has eternal life. And will go in and out and find pasture. Okay, so this is this promise of eternal life. Verse 10, the thief comes only to steal and kill, and destroy. Okay? And he's sort of talking, he's still answering these Pharisees who were uh, accusing him of not being legitimate. Um, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. What a beautiful statement here. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Isn't that so convicting that sometimes we, we, we don't feel like we're enjoying our life as much as we should be enjoying our life. But they may have life and have it abundantly. Now, Jesus is not saying everybody who believes is going to be wealthy and rich and have a great life physically. Jesus is talking on a spiritual term here, but he's talking about eternal life, abundant eternal life. So we can't let our faith be based on our feelings or what life seems to be doing or whether we get great feedback from people or not. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about already know that you've got eternal life in abundance, and that's where you base your feelings on. Wow, what a great teaching. We'll stop here. Turn the rest of the podcast over to our co-host, Matali, If she's able to record, I will include her in the podcast. If not, we'll be waiting for her return. So as always, from me to all of you, God bless you. Keep your heart centered on Christ on this great spiritual battlefield. And we'll see you here next time.
1: Hello. So today's teaching is coming from... John chapter 10, beginning at verse 1 all the way through to verse 10. Verse 1 of John chapter 10 reads, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. So in the last chapter, there's chapter 9, Um We looked at uh, a man who was blind and he had been put out of the temple and from the worship of God in the temple. And now the religious rulers who had put out this blind man, they now have challenged the Lord Jesus Christ and are rejecting him. And the Lord Jesus Christ made it very clear that they had rejected him and he made it very clear that they were blind. Um, so here, the Lord Jesus Christ puts forth his credentials, who he is. So the shepherd, um, here that's mentioned, sorry, not the shepherd, the sheepfold here that's mentioned is the nation Israel. And what he's saying to them is he came in by the door. Verse 2 of John chapter 10 reads, But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. So others have actually had to climb over some other way. But the Lord Jesus Christ came in through the door. Others come in by the window. Those are false and fraudulent, just like the religious rulers who were blind. So the Lord Jesus Christ came in by the door. And he came in Legally in fulfillment of prophecy of the Old Testament in a very orderly manner. So he was born unto the law in the fullness of time. He came in in according to the Mosaic law. When he was eight days old, they took him to the temple in fulfillment of prophecy. So all this was in the fulfillment of prophecy. So he came in the line of David according to prophecy. He was born in Bethlehem. And he was born of a virgin. He was a stem out of Jesse. So when the Lord Jesus Christ was born, the line of Jesse had dropped back to that of peasants. So the line of Jesse was the devetic the, 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 the line, uh, the kingly line, but now it had dropped down to peasants. And the Lord Jesus Christ, he wore a gown of carpentry. So he was a carpenter. So all of this is in fulfillment of prophecy. He came in by the door. He was the Messiah. And the one that enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. This is actually a very strong claim that he is actually making. Verse 3 goes on to read. To him the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. So he's making it clear here what he's doing. The doorkeeper here um is the Holy Spirit. So the Spirit of God came upon him and everything he did he did by the power of the Spirit of God. Verse 4 goes on to read, "And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice, so here he is saying that he has come into the sheepfold of Israel, and he has come he has called his sheep who have heard him and responded so in the last chapter, it was the religious leaders who were actually blind because the blind man had had his eyes open both spiritually and physically and he not only calls his sheep out by name, he leads them. So back in the day, the sheep were not driven by the shepherds. They they were actually led by the shepherd. So a shepherd is, um, sorry, um, a sheepfold is where the shepherds came to actually put their sheep. That's back in the day. You know, when they were done grazing for the day, they took the, their sheep to a sheepfold. And, you know, the sheep were mixed uh, by, you know, different, you know, shepherds who, it was like one big place where they actually kept the the um, the sheep and at night the the porter or the the doorkeeper had actually charge of it so you know he locked the sheep up and you know he had charge of the sheepfold and, you know, the next day and, you know, the shepherds would go to like stay close by to the sheepfold, like maybe in an inn or something. And then the next day, the shepherd would actually come to collect his sheep. So back there in the day, their sheep were not branded. So they were mixed. The sheep were mixed with other sheeps belonging to other shepherds. And, you know, the sheep would actually identify and follow him. And as Christians today. We will identify, we will hear the word of God. And, you know, if you're a child of God, a true child of God, a true believer, you will hear and heed and follow the shepherd. Verse 5 goes on to read, Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. So one can actually fool some of God's people some of the time, but one can't fool some of God's people all the time. So they get wise to this. So, you know, you know, we worry a lot about, you know, the happenings in today's world. You know, there's um, so many cults and, you know, so many horrible things happening. And, um, you know, we fall and stumble. We're not perfect. Uh, But, you know, we can't fall and stumble permanently. You know, as a child of God, you have to get up and, you know, eventually you get the wiser. Um, and that's what um, here, it, you know, that's what verse 5 here is talking about. The, the The sheep, they will not follow a stranger's voice. They know their shepherd. So, um, you know, his sheep actually hear his voice. God's people hear God's voice and they actually follow him. We follow him. So verse 6 goes on to read, Jesus used this illustration, but they did not understand the things which he spoke to them so here the metaphor or you know it's also called an allegory um an illustration that is actually used here so there are no um you know in other manuscripts it's written parables but there are no parables in the gospel of john when dr mogie introduced the gospel of john to us um he actually stated you know there were no parables but there's illustrations to sh- you know god was using um allegories to compare like you know i am the light of the world i am the water so he's using like um so those are not parables so he's using allegories Verse 7 goes on to read, then Jesus said to them again, most assuredly I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. So he gives them another allegory here. So he had talked of the door into the sheepfold, and now he says he is the door. So um later on, you know, like I think it's uh in chapter twenty five, in verse twenty-five. Um, he's going to talk about him being the vine, the true vine. So he actually uses a lot of allegories to describe himself. So not only did he actually come in through the door, he is the door. Verse eight goes on to read, "All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them." So it's actually. Here, like, you know, I talked about the cults and isms and everything that's going on. So it's actually comforting to actually um, know today that even if we have these cults, um, God's sheep won't actually follow or permanently follow them. You know, if you're a child of God, you get wiser. So they may get into a cult, but they will get out of it. um, Because you will hear the shepherd's voice and you will follow verse 9 goes on to read, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. So he uses another figure of speech or allegory here. So Jesus Christ is the door and the key is faith. So if you have faith, you can enter through the door. You know, there is that door of faith. Oh, sorry, not door of faith. There is The Lord Jesus Christ is the door, and you know narrow is the path to you know truth and righteousness, and you know the door is the Lord Jesus Christ. So if you have faith and you know have believe, um, you can go in through the door. Verse ten goes on to read: "The thief that, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that you may have life, and that you may have it more abundantly." So, you know, today, the test of a church, if you want to find out, you know, is it a Bible believing true church, the test of a church or a person who like pastor and, you know, someone who's giving out the word of God is that, is that someone getting rich out of it? You know, are they in it for profits? That's how you can actually test. Are they in it for profits? And, you know, or are they actually helping people, you know, find Christ? So, you know, this church is just always just talking about, like, sow the seed and, you know, add your blessings and things like that. Just, you know, like a get rich scheme. That's how you actually test um if, you know, it's actually a Bible believing church. If this person is actually, you know, a genuine person, genuine in Christ. Um So a thief, like it said here, a thief does not come except to steal and to kill. And that's what these false people do. Like the blind. Uh, rulers in the temple they were actually blind spiritually but they were moving around pious like you know they have it all and they know it all so this is our teaching for today thank you all for listening and god bless you all and have a pleasant monday bye